An idea can come from anywhere, and graphic designers pull inspiration from what's around them, from the simplest river to the largest cities. Join Tom and Paris Fox as they talk about the tools, strategies, tactics, and possibilities in modern medium design. Hello, everyone. I am back again with Paris Fox. Paris, first of all, welcome. Thanks, Tom. So, Paris, today I wanted to explore how an artist might be aware of inadvertent creation of barriers in their artwork or graphic design and what a barrier might mean to someone trying to interpret it, access it, or perhaps even learn by it. Yeah, those barriers are going to exist in any space, whether you intend for them to or whether they're unintentional. And so it's always important as an artist to keep that in mind and attempt to keep those barriers down when so much could be experienced in a completely different way than you had intended. I mean, this kind of stemmed from this field trip that I took down to Pioneer Courthouse in Portland. And it's this really, really old building. It's been there, you know, for generations and was there when Portland was just this tiny little like logging town and how inaccessibility has, you know, kind of existed there in terms of people wanting to learn history and learn history from an unbiased standpoint. I think that that's really big as an artist is to kind of try to keep your work unbiased and inclusive of everyone. But that's not always going to work out and that's not always going to be the case. And so in terms of thinking about the barriers that art could face, I mean, it could be anything from what we talked about previously with senses. You know, art isn't going to be, isn't going to necessarily be accessible for the blind, for the deaf. Someone with a learning disability might not be able to understand it in the way that it was intended, but it could still teach them in a way that you might not expect. And so art can be accessible for anybody, really. It's just a matter of kind of creating a space where that art can be, you know, accessed without barrier. So Paris, it's really important in certainly in the business world to communicate with clarity, but also to communicate in a way that other cultures will not be offended. And have you done any sort of exercises which really kind of opened your eyes to inadvertent creation of barriers? Or is there a way someone might be able to think through just the issue of barriers in whatever medium they're presenting their art? I mean, I think so. Even within the context of the courthouse, like it was a beautiful architectural experience to be able to go inside and see the history. But if you didn't have a government-issued ID or you didn't have some form of USID, you weren't allowed inside. And so even just in that, it becomes inaccessible and you can't experience art in the same way if you're standing on the outside versus if you're standing on the inside. And I think the thing with art that's different than business is it's not always going to be clearly communicated across all planes. It might offend. It might cause stress or tension. And that's a part of, I think, the learning process as an artist and as a viewer, because not everything you see is going to create the same sort of accessibility for you as someone who hasn't experienced what you experience. And I think that that's a big thing behind art is, you know, that whole idea of freedom of speech and keeping it true to yourself, but keeping those barriers in mind. So it strikes me there are several different types of perspectives going on here. One is certainly artists can have a role in trying to provoke, trying to shock, trying 
to communicate outrage. We've certainly seen that. An artist could also be trying to be as widely accessible for others as he or she could be. And it may be that an artist is simply trying to communicate something that's inside them. And it's really to get those feelings out in a Mm -hmm. medium that will help the artist move forward. How do you reconcile all of those? I think that's interesting that you bring up someone trying to communicate what's inside of them because that in and of itself is going to create a barrier. If it's something that is personal and that is inside of you, that's going to reach some people and it's not going to reach others. And so thinking about that as an artist, I think you want to keep it in mind, but it's a balance of staying true to yourself and staying true to the art that you practice and keeping in mind that not everybody is going to be able to access it. And so just by virtue of understanding that, I think that artists can grow and change their art, but it's also important to not necessarily censor it. Now, I know you've worked on some project where you did video work, videographer work, and where you're filming someone. In that project or in those projects, was your role simply to record what someone else was communicating, whether that be a verbal communication, whether it be a oral communication or other? Or did you have a part in shaping the message that was communicated by the end product video? I definitely was there more of someone to just record what was happening in front of me. But it's interesting that you bring that up because it was for Planned Parenthood, and that's going to be controversial within itself. And so while I didn't have a role in creating the content of the message, I was still there like a part of that experience. And, you know, I was able to access that message from like firsthand and hear it come from the president of the company or, you know, the people who worked there and hear what they had to say and something like that that wouldn't even necessarily be considered a piece of art. That's going to offend and trigger some people. And so thinking about something like that, that's so critical and crucial and like a message that many, many feel needs to come across to a general public, there's going to be a lot of backlash to something like that as well. So is that something you have to consider as an artist? Or it sounds like perhaps that was factored into what you were producing? I think that that's definitely a big part of it. I think that backlash and someone disliking your art is going to be inevitable. And if you can't accept that as an artist, then it might be hard to uh, <laughs> continue it as a profession. <laughs> but I think that that's important and even maybe crucial to understand is like, who is disliking this and who am I getting this backlash from and kind of addressing that audience and addressing the audience that is in favor of your art. Because it can't just all be about, I like my art. I want the world to see it and I want them to take it in as it is because it's not just as black and white as that. There's going to be differing opinions and there's going to be barriers that people face in terms of understanding it completely and and what it is like Planned Parenthood. The whole message behind the company, people might just see it as a place that kills babies. And that's a barrier that they can't access anything else past. That's not going to break down when they see a touching story of someone receiving care. They're not going to be able to access the intention of that video. Well, Paris, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but this has been a fascinating exploration of barriers. And I really had not considered the unintentionality or the unintentional part of a barrier. Certainly, I understood intentional barriers or perhaps an artist either trying or having to be provocative. But the unintentional barriers is something that I think everyone needs to consider. Yeah. 
Thank you. Well, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Modern Medium Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you spread the word by subscribing and leaving a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.